You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Most people start the end of their year wrap up with a year in review (laughs) and they go down memory lane of all the things that have already transpired, but it's not your fire. And we're all about doing things a little bit differently here. So I'm excited to dig into this episode. We're going to have Erica Corday here. We're going to dig into some things that did happen in 2021, but we're also going to really be looking forward into how those things are shaping our decisions, our opinions, and who we are going forward into what is now 2022. You're listening to Font Your Fire, the branding and visibility podcast where we own our values as we amplify our influence. I'm your host, India Jackson, and today I am joined by Erica Corday. Hello, Erica. Hey, hey there. I am so glad you are with me. You have been around forever, <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and so it's always fun to kind of dig into reflecting on where we are and where we're going together because we've just seen each other transition through so much in life. Agreed, 100%. Well, digging right in, it is already 2022. So I'm curious to know, what have you already learned that may be shaping your year going forward? Ooh. You know what? I'm really, really, really excited that you asked me that because I I feel like, you know, when the year just starts, it could be easy to just be focused on like, here's my resolutions or these are my goals. This is what I want to do. And it's been really interesting to me to already have been like, oh, I noticed that. Let's pay attention to that. And, you know, in the past, number one, I took a lot more time off this holiday season than I had in a little while that I'd given myself the opportunity to even do. And I'm glad that I did. And I also gave myself the permission to not feel like I was coming in hot the first day and having like back-to-back client calls and all this stuff due and all this work that needed to happen. I really gave myself time to slowly segue in because, you know, the interesting part is I... Saw, I saw and heard a lot of people acknowledging like, I forgot how to work. What is this work thing? What am I supposed to do? And I've already seen it play out around me um, and felt it for myself that giving that space to slowly segue back in has been immensely beneficial versus I'm going to be off. And now if I don't start running at a hundred miles an hour, I'm screwed. And I've really, really felt 
the difference in my energy with that? Like, do you find the same for yourself? Because I know we definitely try to set it up that way and pause on a play. But I'm curious for you with Flaunt Your Fire, if it's showing up too. Yeah, um, I would definitely say that like the easing back into work is something that I realized a long time ago for me. I need, (laughs) I wish I could say it's a want, but it's a need to come back into like feeling like there's a ton of visibility on the calendar and I'm just kind of getting my footing back into even working, let alone um, being recorded and being visible can feel a little disjointing for me. So uh, giving that space and kind of slowly working back into things that are as what you and I call front facing, but like interviews, um, conversations with clients, uh, consulting calls and things like that has always been really, really important for me. Um, especially because a large part of that is feeling like my full time and attention is in what I'm doing and that I can be able to give that strategic feedback. And if I'm still kind of getting my footing, that's always a little bit more challenging. <laughs> I agree. I, I think it's, It's just an interesting thing to be able to um, be unpacking my own uh, kind of parameters that were instilled in me of what urgency is supposed to look like when you get back to work and how much output is supposed to show up immediately uh, and really deprogramming that from a sense of like, not only am I not going to do this, but I won't do it because I know that that's not setting myself up for success because that's not the type of energy that I want to come into a brand new year with. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's important to me to like acknowledge that I think some of that, um, came from like years of working in management and in retail and just other areas of supporting brands with the visibility piece And even like the photography and marketing industry, like it has its busy seasons. And so you, you take a break and I think sometimes the rhetoric can be like, oh, now you come back in and it's like, here's all these, oh, especially in retail, here's all these financial fires that we now need you to, to help us, uh, work with your team to put out and get this revenue back (laughs) up or, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, that came from that world. I don't want to bring that into the world that I'm consciously creating myself. Well, and I didn't think about it until you said it, but I'm going to agree 150% because I know for me in the beauty industry, really, um, you know, taking a break and then coming back in January, especially if you really put the, you know, away message on your emails, disconnected, and then just, you know, open the inbox and start it again when the new year started, you were inundated with messages of people that were like, you know, I got engaged. I'm now getting married. I need you. And I need you ASAP. And it's like, huh, how many emails are in this box? And there was a lot of urgency. There was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of rushing. There was a lot of who can get back to them fast enough as if there's not enough people that are choosing to, you know, want your services as a part of their celebration. And I don't miss that at all. And I look forward to continuing, you know, over on pause on the play, really talking about some of the true mindset issues and deeply rooted uh, challenges with what that does to us as service providers and how as 
clients, that really doesn't set them up for success either. I know that probably went way off topic, but I'm like, yeah, no, that, that thing. Yeah. I mean, being incredibly explicit about where we're getting at, we're getting at culture and particularly company culture and how that, that impacts the way that people feel when they're coming back into work and recognizing, are you creating a culture where you're hitting people over the head as soon as they come back in with maybe some of the reasons why they felt like they needed a vacation in the first place. Facts and unrealistic expectations. And, you know, what are what are your own expectations and what are you not managing for those that are reaching out? So, yeah, I mean, I agree 100 percent. It's definitely culture. Yeah. So I, w- I would definitely say even more important when we think about branding and visibility is knowing that uh, if you're coming in and you're still kind of getting acclimated and things like that, um, that can also affect your interviews. It can affect... Um, being able to pull on your core messages that live within your brand, in your case, imperfect allyship and reconsidering normal and breaking down the diversity of diversity. Is that as easily accessible in the forefront of your mind if your mind has been in snow and decorating Christmas trees and things like that over the last few weeks? <laughs> Correct. Chris Mahana Kwanzaa does not put you in a place of like, let me think about this client work. Right. Okay. So question number two, what did visibility mean for you in the last year and how might it be shifting for you going forward? 2021 was still an extension of the urgency and the push and pull from 2020. And a lot of that visibility was still supporting people in where they were with that, with how they, with how they saw me. Uh, how they processed me. And what's happened as things have gotten more to a place of some people just realizing that diversity, equity, and inclusion just aren't as important to them unless there's an urgent reason for it to be. Some of them have stepped out off to the side. And the ones that knew that the underlying pieces of it, being that DEI is not what you do, but how you do all things, they've stayed the course. And it's been about, you know, how, you know, again, culture, how can I look at my culture? What am I embedding in this? You know, how are my values showing up in this? And so it's really shifted for me, the fact that it really is about, you know, the maintenance of, you know, what are you doing currently? And are you really embedding your values and your intentions in this from a a conscious place? And if that's not happening, being able to kind of really start to tease some things apart and evaluate and create plans and actions and actually going in and, and changing that. And so it's obviously kind of shifted my conversation, but it's shifting the fact of like, I am not just addressing what is the urgent thing at this moment that some people have decided they need to address, but how can we be more prepared before there's a fire raging? Mm-hmm. I I can see where you're going with that, especially having witnessed just the different world happening events and witnessing how you were expected to speak on those things as like your core topic and maybe even carry that through past the point of the event being the go-to thing to talk about at the moment. I'm curious to know like going forward how that realization is like are there any specific things that you feel like 
you want to continue to come back to as a part of your messaging or conversations you're excited to have or looking forward to having that may not have been the thing that you've been talking about in the past? Well, again, I think for a while there, you know, people really wanted me to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the conversation was about them as almost these standalone concepts. And I think they're more of just like they're filters versus like, let's go do diversity. Like that's not how that works. And so, you know, I want to continue being able to talk about what allyship is and, you know, who really needs it, who benefits from it and what it is to be an imperfect ally and what imperfect allyship, you know, can be. What are the actions with it? How does it feel? And it, I mean, if I'm being frank, how imperfect allyship is important and necessary beyond the good white women that needed to feel as though they were able to do it during a Black Lives Matters movement and moment. Mm. I've also noticed some, this is just my opinion now, no longer asking the question, (laughs) (laughs) but I've noticed some shifts in like your visual visibility as well. I mean, granted, pandemic, so still using quite a few images that were created way before uh, March of 2020. Mm -hmm. But overall, things feel a little bit lighter and less so serious and heavy energetically as well. I'm looking forward to being able to embed more of myself in how I'm showing up. It's not that I wasn't doing it before. I absolutely was. But I feel like there's a little more space for me to be able to bring my personality forward because there's not the weight and the pressure that June of 2020 had in those six to 12 months afterwards where it felt like I had to focus on this uber important thing and there wasn't the same type of permission for, you know, levity and being able to be a little more human. And I do want to bring more of that. I mean, I'm someone that loves music. I'm someone that, you know, is a mom, but my conversation with my kids are very different than what I was raised with. And I am someone that, you know, I love to laugh. You know, I I have what my friend Tasha calls jukebox brain. So I will talk in songs and movies often. And being able to figure out how to not only do what I do, but to know that I can do it as the person that I am. And with my own personality has become even more important to me because I don't want to show up as somebody else that doesn't feel authentic. And that's not my way, but it's also, it's not, it's not the flaunt your fire way. Like I wouldn't want to model that for others to think that, yeah, this is what you do. No, you have to be you. Right. Um, I'll say for me prior to 2021, visibility was definitely rooted in like a lot of what I talk to people here about, about being consistent about it and intentional about it. But there was a lot more like rigidity around that structure. And I think that 2021 just threw like so many things in my personal life, my way, as well as within team and just life that were very beautiful things sometimes and also very challenging things many times at the same time. And so I think going forward into 2022, it's even more grace to continue to experiment with that visibility. For example, a large part of my public image was social media for many years. And specifically when I'm referring to social media, I mean being in photographs and 
being photographed a lot by a lot of different photographers for a big part of my life. And I think part of the transition from that is, you know, 2020, a lot of that came to a halt because I just didn't feel physically um, comfortable with having someone that close to me with a camera. Uh, And also, you know, life was just different. And like, who wants to be photographed with masks on their face (laughs) is part of the process. Um, So I think it's easing back into letting some of that come back in a more experimental and more fun and very lighthearted and kind of playful way that shows more of who I am, as well as really taking some time to continue to do what visibility has looked like during the pandemic, which is spending more time getting to know people in smaller groups, um, speaking engagements into private communities or different summits and things like that are some of the things that I began to do even more so over the last year or so that I've found myself enjoying because I'm able to go much deeper with people in a way than you can in just a social post with the caption. And that's felt like fun. And I think that there's room for both of those things to be integrated. I'm excited about seeing people integrate more of potentially the in-person things. We'll see what what this uh, COVID-19 and all of its variants has in store for us. Mm-hmm with the online things that we've been doing over the last years. Facts. So I am actually curious with all of that, what do you think has contributed the most to your accomplishments over the past year? And how do you think that's going to influence your year going forward? Because I think we're all trying to figure out what does going forward mean and what's possible. And, you know, what do I want to claim? What do I want to keep? And, you know, I've heard a number of things there of the, you know, the type of energy or spirit that you want to embody in things. So I'm kind of curious about that for you. <laughs> I was so prepared to ask you that question. I know. And I'm like, Mm-mm. yeah, you're asking me. Um, <laughs> so you put me on the spot. But uh, I would say like my gut response is actually <laughs> to say my gut response. I've been listening more to my intuition and spending a lot more time um, paying attention to my energy and the energies of people around me. And I know that sounds way woo for me and I am not the woo person at all, (laughs) but I think you just like had a woo magic wand and you just kept waving it on me and eventually something absorbed. (laughs) So I did it. (laughs) I'm blaming you for this one. Um, But there's been something to that. And So when I think about the question of the accomplishments, I don't know if the same level of accomplishments that I've had in this year would have been possible if I didn't check in with myself and say, is this going in the direction that I want to be remembered for? Is this going in the direction of the impact that I want to have in the world? Is this truly valuable and helpful for other people? Um, And does this feel like it's within alignment of of what we're trying to do here. And many times if it's about me and my visibility as like the personal brand, in addition to fought your fire and pause on the play is in alignment with who I am as a person and really not allowing fear to stop me from saying no to something so that I can say yes to the things that truly matter is where the difference has been. Facts that the whole 
you know, being cognizant of what you're saying no to so you can say yes to what you really want to say yes to, I think has been a, a huge thing. And it's a, I find it to be an interesting thing to acknowledge being that we were raised, you know, kind of culturally as a whole um, in our age range, mine being slightly different than yours, but it really was like, you better be grateful for whatever you got and take it all and appreciate it. And you don't ask for more. You don't deviate from that. Yeah. And I think that that can be true for so many people, even if they didn't get that cultural message when it comes to opportunities, specifically publicity opportunities like podcasting and being featured in articles and things like that. Um, I mean, for people who are new to that world, it can feel like once in a lifetime opportunities. So it's like, I better say yes. And also many times what can happen is either your subject matter or who you are in just one interview like blows up and then everybody knows your name and you're getting all these inquiries at once. And it's like, there can be this thing of, do I have to say yes, or it might not be here tomorrow. Yes. But I think one of the things that really showed up for me last year that I am carrying forward, period, not just into 2022, is recognizing that pacing myself with things like that and saying, I'm going to say yes to maybe even a little bit less, but it's so that I can be fully present and I can give it my all and I can be proud of what was created when I do say yes has been where it's at instead of just doing the quantity thing. Thanks. 150%. All right. I'm not letting you escape that question. So, <laughs> so I, and I'm happy to answer it. However, I also want to acknowledge that even as I am kind of processing, you know, the word accomplishment for myself, uh, one of the things that's coming to mind for me is that I think every question that I've answered, depending on when you ask me, I might pull some different things. And mm-hmm. that's just been a testament to the fact that, um, there's been a lot more intentionality paid to the dynamic and layered nature of everything that's been happening. And it's been very interesting to really notice all of these different things that can, you know, in a lot of cases be happening all simultaneously. And so, you know, when I think about the word accomplishment, one of the things that comes to mind for me is just the fact that I am shifting and evolving what that word even means for me. You know, what is an accomplishment for me? What is it that I hope to accomplish for myself? And I know that last year, part of it was acknowledging like, hey, I'm not saying yes to everything. Hey, I'm not going to allow urgency to uh, dictate what I do and don't do and not be able to in any way, shape or form control how that then impacts me mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And for me going into 2022 and beyond, I want to continue allowing what accomplishments are, you know, are possible for me each year to really allow that question to be open because I don't know what's possible for me. I know that each year I have found more and more things that I've achieved that I didn't expect and that I've been greatly appreciative of. And so I want to continue allowing, you know, what's what type of accomplishments are possible for for me in all facets of life, personally, professionally, uh, Erica Corday, pause on the play, 
um, you know, within friends, family, everything. I want to allow that to always be something that can exceed any current expectations or thoughts that I have about it. And I feel like that's been the biggest thing for me. I don't ever want to think that the influence that I could have or what I can achieve is only limited to what I am aware of in this present moment. It's Mm. bigger than that. So that's been a huge thing for me. And I think it's such a powerful segue into what we're talking about in Pause in the Play of the Community this month. I mean, we're digging into amplifying your influence. And I think that people can think accomplishments are just financial or or like physical, tangible things like I bought that house or got that car, whatever it is. Right. But our accomplishments go so far beyond that. They go into the impact that we create in the world. They go into how we influence other people and the way that they think, they live, they love, they work. And there's something so powerful about being able to create things and do things and converse and live and work and love and just be in such a way that influences others and then find a way to amplify that influence so that it can be, as the business world likes to say, leveraged, but (laughs) you don't have to touch every, shake every single hand. I mean, you might not want their germs right now anyway, (laughs) or kiss every baby. Back up off me. Don't touch me. Touch. Sorry. (laughs) Don't do it. There's power in, you know, being able to do some very important things or strategic things and amplify that so it can reach more and it can influence more. And that's exactly what we're digging into this month in Pause on the Play of the Community. We are amplifying influence. We're having conversations around that. There will be all kinds of juiciness in our Mighty Network space. If you don't know what Mighty Networks is, it is like having our own social media app that you can access from the computer or from your mobile device to stay tuned with everything going on. There's Q&A call with Erica and I. There's a workshop happening that will really be able to dig into learning how to create your brand voice and document that in case you ever do want to expand on being able to have a virtual assistant or a copywriter create some of the content for you. All of this is a part of the amplification process because as you're hearing Eric and I talk about it, part of our life was also allowing ourselves to slow down and do a little bit less and then leverage it reaching more people. And so all of that is possible. I'm going to encourage you that if what we're saying resonates with you to head on over to pauseintheplay.com slash community where you can learn more about our community and you can sign up and join us today. Uh, You'll get access to all the conversation that we're having here around amplifying your influence for the month as well as a ton of workshop replays and recordings and resources and all the good stuff to support you with your brand visibility. Being able to keep the dialogue going is important. And I appreciate that you invited them to do that with us in the community. Any final thoughts as we really welcome in this new year? I hope that being able to kind of hear our reflections back and kind of projections forward has 
given everyone something to contemplate for themselves and given you some things to consider if you haven't given yourself the permission to pause long enough to do so. And I think the main thing for me is just I hope that you are bringing the energy into 2022 of being able to do more than you've ever thought you could and that it's really about doing less. You know, one of my favorite things about our overall approach to visibility and branding is that we actually have these check-ins and we take a moment to just kind of back up and review what's working, what didn't work, and what can we shift to really maximize how we use our time. And Eric is no exception to that on our roster, but it's also something that we bring into Pause and the Play of the Community. Throughout this month, we've been asking our community members questions to help them reflect on what they achieved and also to help them focus on what they want going forward. And in addition to that being a part of the community membership, we also have some pretty cool evergreen trainings in our resource library that you can access 24 hours, seven days a week with your membership on demand. Things like the training that I've offered on building a deeper connection through your content. We go through how you can create content that goes beyond what you sell and how that content is one of the most important ways that you can go from passive followers and listeners to super fans of your brand that are inspired to be with you for the long haul, no matter what you choose to sell and are excited to tell other people about you. We have trainings in there to support you with one of the things Erica and I did with our visibility this year, which was updating our bio, our intro that is read when we're interviewed on podcast. And so within the community, you have access to Kim Wenzel's training where you're getting to dive into writing your bio and explore the different styles for different platforms. And so I'm going to encourage you because I do know that as things continue to evolve and change and expand and what you're getting to witness here at Flaunt Your Fire as well as over at Pause and the Play, that we will be offering some new things in the community and we may also be increasing the price. So if you want to get in and get access to these trainings, these types of reflective questions to really get you thinking and support your efforts, you want to head over to pauseontheplay.com slash community and sign up to join us today right now at less than $100 a month, less than $1,200 a year. You're able to enter our space and access so much resources. And honestly, what I think we all need is the support and accountability along the way to just keep going and get the feedback you're looking for. So head on over to pauseontheplay.com slash community and join Erica Corday and I today. Coming soon to the show, we're going to be interviewing some pretty cool and funny guests. So I encourage you to stay tuned. We have lots of surprises coming to you in 2022. And this episode of Flaunt Your Fire is brought to you by Pause and Play. You can learn more about its community, workshops, and podcast by visiting pauseontheplay.com. The Flaunt Your Fire podcast is recorded on the stolen land of my brother's ancestors, the Piscataway people. This land is known by many as the capital of the United States, Washington, D.C., and its surrounding area.
Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From Implicit to Explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?